welcome to a very much long overdue episode of Manic Mixtape, where myself, Foxy Foxy, and the lovely Dan Calanchico talk maniacally about music. <laughs> oh, is that why it's called Manic? Yes. Well, no, it's actually more of a manic depression thing because oh, we're like, oh, this song sucks. But oh, my God, you're going to hear this one. It's so great. That this okay. this list we're about to do is going to be a lot of that because they're going to get a lot of the relaxing songs from you and then hear my shit and go. What the hell's going on mm-hmm. here? What's wrong with you? And to that but answer, I'm I said, balancing it out, though. <laughs> OK, good, because to that answer, I said, do you want it numerically or alphabetically? Yeah. And and, and the soothing sounds will be balanced out by the songs that will get featured on the playlist that we talk about in the music news. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm writing it down as we speak. As am I. All right. Well, first and foremost, in the world of music news, which is a good thing that we took a break because music news is kind of slow building. And then all at once last week, so much shit hit. (laughs) the, The biggest, it did, didn't it? All right, so one of the biggest things to hit the world of music is that last week, Phil and Sel- I don't know how to say his last name, Phil, just Phil, because he used to be cute, Phil <laughs> and uh, Rex Brown had announced that they were going to be doing a Pantera reunion, which of course had fans like, okay, how good can this be? It was only a few hours later that they went and said that Anthrax's Charlie Benante, I think, from Anthrax, will be joining them as part of this reunion. And of course, everybody after that was like, okay, well, can can we get Zach Wild in on this? Consensus. Everybody wanted Zach Wild in on this. And then it happened. And now it seems like everybody is on board for this Pantera reunion, even though there are still, you know, a couple gatekeeping people that are like, oh, well, we can't have it without Dimebag Daryl, which I understand. But sometimes the best way to honor someone's legacy is to give newer fans a Pantera experience. Yeah, I'm very excited about the suits. I don't give a shit. I, I, was I say, love yeah, early I, Pantera. I, I didn't think, considering what has happened the last 20 years, uh, you know, death and death and more death, mm-hmm. I had, I, this was not even on my check. See, you know, I always talk about Genesis, and I was like, I thought I'd die without seeing it, but there was always a little bit of me that was like, mm-hmm. maybe, and now I've seen them four times. Um, Pantera, I didn't think would ever get back together. There's no me chance either. in hell. Hale was going to freeze over literally because they were all going to die to be reunited. And apparently that's happening. And the Zach Wild thing's official? Yes, it is. Oh, I missed that part. He's perfect. Yes. What's it is the official, official. What's the problem? Uh, it's awesome. I know. Myself and Cade were actually talking about it because he was like, uh, Pantera is re- reuniting. I'm like, dude, come on. Why so does me and hate Pantera? He, no, he, he, he doesn't hate Pantera. Okay. Uh, he he was one of the ones that wanted together, he wanted Zach Wilde to get in on it at that time, and me and his fiance were both like, "Dude, it's it, it's Pantera. Who fucking cares? Yeah. We want to see them." And I'm still trying to convince him. I'm like, "Come on, Vulgar Display of Power was one of the best albums. You got to go see it live." And then Zach, the news of Zach came out, and he's like, "All right, I'm sold." I'm like, 
<laughs> there you go. He's a huge Zach Wild Black Label Society fan. So of course that that was it's been a solid band. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was his in. <laughs> okay, as long as he, I was gonna say. I mean, that's on the other side of the rock spectrum is the band. Yes, and I don't have to tell you. There's been four thousand member changes, yeah. uh, and five in the last year, and they're considered old and retired now. Um, but it's still like we'll go see yes. Who's in the band? Who gives a shit? Uh-huh. It's yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. That's it. I'm there. Sign me up. Who's in Journey? Oh Who cares? It's Journey. Exactly. I fully agree, and no. it's also. See, for me, whether or not I'll actually get the opportunity to see them, who knows? But it's a matter of, for me personally, any other band I have seen has played their rendition of Walk. Yeah. You know? The, the, the bands that are like relatively unknown, they want to try to get the fans into it. So the, they will play Walk. I can't tell you how many versions of Walk I have heard played by other bands. It would be nice. To actually hear the bands that plays walk, to actually you know see that play the ba- play the yeah like, you know how many songs I've heard you know how many times I've heard Genesis songs played by tribute bands, and then it's like even even uh-huh. at even with Phil but older when you get Mike and Tony playing with Phil you're like oh that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Which, when I was thinking about that, actually, the other day, it made me wonder. So, for people my age, you know, the the four, maybe, I want to say mid-30s, 40-plus, right? Back when we would go see newer bands coming out, they'd play Walk, because we all knew Walk. Walk we yeah. grew up on that song, you know? And, 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 and if you didn't know played. it, then you heard it in ECW. It's like, you, you yeah. heard it all the time, yeah. Exactly. It was like the thrash metal classic to play yeah. to get, oh, okay, this band's good. What is that song now for bands? Oh, uh, Mr. Brightside. Right? Yeah, you think? Mr. Yeah. Brightside and no, Mike, Mr. Right. Brightside and Paralyzer. Yeah. yeah. I hear those a lot. I hear those a lot. You're not wrong. I'm- uh, no, no, Mr. Brightside is uh, every tribute band's like opening opener or closer is Mr. Brightside. And I once heard mm-hmm. Paralyzer backed with Take Me Out by one band oh. at the Keswick Tavern in the, mm-hmm. with the bar with the lead singer walking across. The bar was in the center of the, like a big giant U, the center of this bar. And he just sung at the top of this bar in a U and the band did Paralyzer intertwined. They didn't do one to the other. They would do a verse chorus of one, verse chorus of the other, verse chorus. Oh. It's it's the same damn count. It worked seamlessly. It was perfect. Uh, huh. Take me take me out was for a while by Franz Ferdinand, but yeah, it's it's um, it's yeah no, it's got to be Mr. Brightside. I'm trying to think if there's another, and there really hasn't been. Huh. Yeah. I could see it. A lot of people like that one. Anybody else? GM Spectre? Anybody want to debate that one? There's this great documentary out there about Journey with the new lead singer. I can't remember the name offhand, but I saw it on PBS. That's where the gen... All those rock documentaries go right to PBS now. The Genesis one from the last store, Journey, Roger Water, they all go to PBS and they get distributed locally that way. And Uh then they get... 
there is a, and here's the secret. There is a DVD company called Kino Lerber that buys all these publishing rights of these bands and and releases this stuff on DVD, not Blu-ray. Nobody's perfect. So you're welcome. KinoLorber.com. I'm watching. So to everybody watching live, I am uh, upstairs in my actual house recording this instead of my basement. So you are going to see a lot of drive-bys from my, my kids. Non-violence. <laughs> yeah, non-violent drive-bys. Okay? Okay. Just so that's covered. Hey, what's the only thing that grows in New Jersey? It's the crime rate. <laughs> oh. My friend, my friend just sent me that joke. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn, damn. damn it's damn. funny because it's true. God damn. It's true. I mean, he'll tell me these Jersey jokes because I'm a Yankee and he's the Southerner and he'll I'll be like, yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll throw some, you know, Southern hick joke at him and we're even. <laughs> I win. Oh, Speaking of Jersey, also, guess what Kelly found at the store today? Uh, oh, what? Pork roll. Pork roll. In Virginia. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. back to Jer- back to back to music. Back to you, Preston. No, back back to music and back to Jersey actually, because another concert drop happened within this month that had me super excited. But then, as more and more comes out about it, has a lot of fans pissed off and rightfully so. Bruce Springsteen has announced that he's going to be playing his first New Jersey show in seven years with the E Street Band. Excitement all around. Yay, yeah. especially for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a Springsteen mm-hmm. fan. Cool. Here's where shit gets bad. Uh, Kurt Cobain had it right when he wanted to fight Ticketmaster. Let's put it oh, that Oh, I want to fight Ticketmaster daily. But so, yeah. Yep, yep. So, tickets for that went on sale, I believe, Friday. All the pre-sale ones. Now, of course, pre-sales are where it's at, but it's pre-sales for a dozen different things. If you have this specific credit card, here's your pre-sale. If you have this credit card, it's a pre-sale. If you're a member of this, here's your pre-sale. And by the time general public sale happens, there's not really many, if at all, good tickets. So fans that could not make those pre-sales have started looking for tickets on their own. And the price gouging is insane already. Tickets are going as high as 1000 dollars for one to see the boss to which of course again this is a ticket master oh, price gouging sucks yes it's, it's it's their fault too but all the tickets were just pre-sales so if little joe schmo me wanted to go grab a ticket at general public be screwed i if i actually chat about ticket bastard I, I I will get banned because I cannot cannot discuss that company without a string of expletives. And I mean like hardcore. Um I every ticket purchase in the last fifteen years has been a nightmare. Um now and I will say when I sat down at, for that last Genesis show in Philly, I didn't sit down. I stood the whole time. But when I got to my place and looked at the stage, I was like, all right, that's good. That's great. I was real close. I'm not so mad. 
but the pre-sale was like, you know, I'll buy, I'll buy the cheapest ticket I can. No, no, no. You're buying a dollar seat and you, you're going to sit right here. No, I don't want that. I went back there. No, you're going to sit right here. So that was one issue. The other issue of not being able to get tickets. If your internet, if you're on a server, that's not fast enough. Um, and the situation right now for the East street band where the tickets are gone. And unless you are paying out of the butt mm-hmm. or putting your house up for mortgage or having your mm-hmm. kid dance for money in the background of the camera, you're not <laughs> affording a ticket. It's pretty bad. And ticket master and ticket. It's one of those companies. It's one of those big uh, billion dollar companies where this is your job. Well, we, we don't have the resources. It's your, it's literally your job. Fine. Figure that out. It's your job. Mm-hmm. And they, and it's just, it's the way it is. And Ticketmaster, GM Spectre says Ticketmaster ruined a lot of stuff. They have ruined the concert buying, ticket buying and the concert going experience for the rest of our days, which is the end mm-hmm. anyway, since, you know, the world's going up anyway. I mean, so and you know what? Nine Inch Nails had it right a couple of years back before the pandemic. When they were going on tour, they went old school. But like you can only get tickets at the venue in person. And the turnout would, for I, it I was like I 90s. I wouldn't mind. I yeah. sometimes wouldn't mind doing that again. Me neither. Screw it. I, I'll drive up I to the box office. I'll tell them I want this seat and walk mm-hmm. out. I miss getting physical tickets and keeping them. I hate that they have to go on like an email or saved on my freaking Apple wallet. I hate that with such a passion. I hate not being just walking up to the Ticketmaster at my mall and going, oh, those shows are coming. You know, I want that one. This is also why I prefer not to go to stadiums or arenas for shows. And I prefer the smaller little convention halls and all those stupid little things. Because sometimes it's just one flat fee. Yeah, yeah. Hey, are you coming to that show I mentioned? I don't know. Okay. Because uh, uh, I, I asked, I asked my friend if they were going. Uh, he is. This is gonna sound so funny. He is with his girlfriend. And I'm like, all right, cool. Can I like bum around? Oh, for Christ's sake! Yeah. No, I. It, not what you expect. I got oh, the, okay. Well, there won't be much room because her mom's coming. Like, oh, for f- damn it! Okay, what band is she going to see? I don't know, but I'm like, is she going to see Ghost? That's age, hilarious. Right? <laughs> you're my age, right? Like, well, okay, well, <laughs> right then. I see the reasoning behind that. There are two. There are. Too many concerts that are two hours away, at least for me. Sure, but they let's go see Not Lose and Dying Fetus in September. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Uh, no, thank you. Um, I see your point, Jim Spector, but they could they have all these tiers of buying tickets now where they have general pre sale, pre sale, AMX pre sale, uh, Trojan condom loose fitting pre sale. Like, mm-hmm. why can't they? have a box office sale and then release a limited number of tickets to a write-in or a sign-in for a website, not just a general public sale on Ticketmaster. It doesn't make sense to me with all this technology. Uh, we, we could, we, 
we can take super, super high definition pictures of the galaxies around us, but we can't get poor schmuck Joe in Delco a ticket to see the E Street Band in New Jersey because of the internet. Like mm -hmm. PS5s, because scalpers need to get them, because God forbid you get a real job. Sorry. Too much? Yeah. Upgrades available. Bring your own spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> no, I a thousand dollars is too much, and there, uh, uh, someone needs to create a bot that goes after the IP addresses of the bots that buy tickets for people that go scalp and just press charges. Like just start pressing charges. You're going to jail. Bye. See ya. <sighs> so that happens. And another thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, uh, on to happier news. And something that I actually figured out via musical soul searching. Okay. In our last episode, I was able to mention how Kate Bush is running up that hill, hit the fucking charts. Thanks to Stranger Things. Well, then we made a deal with God. It happened again. It happened again with Metallica's Master of Puppets. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, it happened again. It was a glorious thing. Metallica shot down so many trolls. Yes. It was beautiful. The it gatekeeping was, beautiful. was shut down by the guys who tried to yes. shut down Napster. Yeah. How weird. So it became a whole big thing. Internet phenomena, master of puppets, you know, it was big on the rock charts again. People are just discovering it. People are loving it. You know, fans of Metallica from their inception got all gatekeepy and oh, these new fans and, and whatever. To which I'm not going to lie. I wanted to wear my Master of Puppets t-shirt like when I went out today. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't need drama. I don't need one of those people going, name me three Metallica songs. <laughs> Bitch, I could name 30. Let's go. But I figured it out. Yeah, I, can name I five. figured out. I figured out the gatekeeping. I figured it out. Oh, you because, did? Yes. Musical right. soul searching. So mm -hmm. I was right. a little persnickety. Persnickety. Yeah. About Stickerbitty, that's the name yes. of the title now. About the Kate Bush one, like that one bothered me. All these people on TikTok using the track, and I'm just like, this song is so deep, and you're using it to like twerk, like things like that. It was bothering me, and I'm like, am I being gatekeepy? Am I being gatekeepy? No, because you weren't going after regular fans, going uh, regular people going. I really like the song. Kate Bush is great. You were like, granted, stop twerking, but, Kate Bush. Granted, but even so, it was like. Am I? Am I not? And then came to the point where I go out once a week, legitimately. And every week I've been out so far on Z100, they've played Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. And it's mind boggling to me because when it first came out, I never really heard it on the radio. Like it wasn't big it enough to not, play. I 
I I it, looked up the charts and I was like, oh, I thought it was a bigger hit than that back in the day. It was no, not it as big as it should have been. No, it wasn't. So <clears throat> it was through hearing it on the radio that I figured out gatekeepers. Gatekeepers, when a newer generation discovers an older song that we've all loved, they get angry at the newer fans for discovering it because we are jealous that we don't get that experience again of hearing it for the first time. That awe, that sensation of this song is so great. Oh my God, this song is amazing. I have to listen to every, like, you know, that, that first song feeling, that first listen feeling that you get when you hear something and, and it means you know, whether it means something to you or whether it just becomes an absolute favorite, we've already had that experience. We'll never get to experience hearing Master of Puppets for the first time ever again. We've already heard it. We've been there, done that. The new generation is getting that experience and we want it again, but we can't have it. And we're called, it's, it's called, it's called living a life. Granted, you've already but still, experienced. That's, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, that's, that's totally what it is. Probably. No, I mean, not probably. You're right. Uh, I was thinking this the other day. I forgot what particularly what we were watching about Ghostbusters. You know, surprising. It's shocking. Um, (laughs) But it was they're talking about Stay Puffed. And I was like, I cannot imagine because I don't remember it. My brain is so such is such tatters. Ghostbusters has just always existed for me. I don't remember what it was like to, as a kid watching that the first time and seeing the Stay Puff appear. But I was like, can you imagine? You're, you're 1984, you're a 15 year old kid, or you're a 20 year old, you know, you're in your early 20s, or, you know, you know, and you're seeing this movie the first time. And, you know, the special effects boom just happened with Star Wars and Close Encounters and the Spielberg stuff. And then Ghostbusters comes out and it looks amazing. And you're going through this whole thing, the jokes are flying. The, the 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 ghost catching and all the explosions and then all of a sudden your big climax the first shot you see of the main 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 baddie or the 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 boss is a smiling white face behind two buildings and then he turns the corner it's a big bouncing marshmallow man what that reaction would have been like in 1984 because it's like in 2022 you know, Jurassic Park's come out, big, big, big monster movies that look real. And I'm not talking about the Godzilla stuff, you know, with the guys in yeah. body suits and the classic stuff that Damien and, and you guys watch. And on to today where the newer Godzilla stuff comes out in a CGI and it looks amazing. Like it's amazing, amazing yeah. CGI and it looks great. But and you get the little mini Stay Puffs in Afterlife and you have the new, Go- the new look at Gozer and the 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 Pterodos and all that. How insane our naivety was. Naivety? Naivety. Naive. What's the word? Naivety. Naivety was in 1984 to see this big fucking marshmallow man turn the corner. Mm-hmm. And how mind-blowingly in the middle of this movie where you're chuckling and you're also scared that this big, bouncy, Michelin-man-looking son bitch go. I can't remember that. But what I can remember is the first time the Genesis song Supper's Ready occurred to me. 
and what that was like as a kid who didn't understand the context, just in the basic context of this song that was 22 minutes and had six movement, seven, seven movements, who didn't understand time signatures and how hard it is to play in nine and eight and find the beat. Philly, son of a bitch. Um, and then the second, I had two phases of Genesis. It's as a kid and not getting it, but just liking yeah. what it sounded like. And yeah. then as a teenager, after, you know, taking lessons in drumming and, and just growing up and listening to more music and your brain developing, you're like, and lyrics occurring to you. And you go, oh, there's a there was a second Genesis boom. And then the third boom where um, everything makes me sad because I'm a depressed 38 year old. Um, <laughs> but I would even even after all that, if you think I've lost the plot, you're wrong. Even after all that, when somebody says. Like Fuzzlepop, who I stream Fortnite with when he's uh, not partying over in Thailand, uh, oh. that's not even a joke. Um, I mentioned like he only knew who Phil Collins was peripherally because of his big songs. He listens to pop music. He's heard a bunch of Phil Collins. And then yeah. I started mentioning him. He started hanging out with me and he would say, I'm listening to this. And I would say, now listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. How how is that not your reaction? Even if even with the point you just made, which is a beautiful point, Foxy, how is your immediate reaction not to go? Oh, you heard that you really like this. Here's more. Let me give you my wisdom of this. Band. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what I've learned, young Padawan, and, and show you the ways of St. Gabriel and Mr. Collins. Like, I don't. I know. I, I don't I, understand. I, Your first thing should be, oh, you like Masters of Puppets? Okay, great. Now, whom the bell here's tolls. Like other yeah, here's, here's 40 other things. Hey, did you know Dave Mustaine was in Megadeth? I mean, was in uh, mm -hmm. Metallica and made Dave Mustaine was such a dickhead that the dickheads of Metallica told him to leave. Did you know Cliff Burton was one of the greatest bass players that ever lived? He died tragically in a bus. Ad. Here's his stuff. You should listen to him. Hey, you want to listen to me? And it, I Agreed. don't understand why you're not doing that. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, that that's a, that's it was like a revelation. Yeah, you nailed it. Revelation. And instead of because some people exist to kill the young Padawans. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's man. Yeah, you're right. I am a buzzkill. And because I'm a miserable son of a bitch, I must make you a miserable son of a bitch, too. Yes. So stupid. So stupid. Just enjoy it. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and you know, you being from wrestling and you being in wrestling, you know how gatekeepy wrestling fans get, especially when they're protecting a rapist. Uh, that's another whole other podcast. Um, the, the gatekeeping that Craig Legans has been watching. Craig Legans is older than every, every one of us on the show. Mm -hmm. Greg Lagans has watched more wrestling than we could even count. Even you guys who are wrestlers, he's seen more wrestling than you just because he's been around longer. And to see the people that try to gatekeep him because he's a 52 year old. Is he 52? He doesn't look 52, so I have no idea. He he's past 50. Exactly. Uh, try to gatekeep him is hilarious. <laughs> it's uh -huh. hilarious. Uh, and Equally, uh, being the Nerd Herders connection, and we will be back this coming week if you're listening, 
Well, on uh, the week of whatever the hell date this is, uh, July twenty uh, fourth, that week twenty four, we're on the twenty seventh. Um, I he's been reading comics longer than any of us have been alive, and he runs that comic book gurus podcast and what and and Facebook page. And when he says something, there'll be a bunch of people in there trying to tell him. And I'm like, dude, he's read this. You've just watched the show. Why are you arguing with this man? Mm-hmm. We have a co-star. Hello. What's his favorite band right now? Booboo, what's your favorite band? Mm. Don't Who's know. your favorite music person to dance to with mommy? Is it Ghost? Mm-hmm. Well, What's you know what they song s- by Ghost. Call me a little sunshine. Call me a little sunshine. Mm, there you go. That's my boy. My boy, you are learning fast, my son, my son, my son. Mm-hmm. Right, Not my son, my Let's actual son, but my son, my son. Um. Uh, you know what they say: if you have ghost, you have everything. That's right. Thank you. Here all week. If you wait, just try the deal. <laughs> yeah, GM Spectre. Well, actually, yeah, shut up. Not uh-huh. you, GM Spectre. Those people. The only time I've I've been accused of gatekeeping once about Genesis because someone was trying to tell me who the leader of the band was, and I'm like, no, that's not who was running the show. I'm telling you, you're gatekeeping me. No, I'm not. It's in the spots. I'm the gatekeeping. I'll tell you that. It's Tony. That prick was the one running the show. Don't fight with me. I know this shit. Now, listen to this song. It's great. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm just honest, honest to God, I am waiting for that one day where we're outside wearing a band shirt and someone's like, name me five songs or name me three songs. Like, I, I anticipate, I want that to happen so bad. So Fuck. bad one day. Foxy, I've been waiting for the day where I, I, I show up with a Genesis T-shirt and they go name three songs. And not only do I start naming albums in order, but I say album and track listing with the See, extra But it won't track. happen to you. Yes, you have a penis. Well, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm it only happens to I... girls because, you know, girls, especially, you know, unassuming metal ones you know ones that look relatively normal by society like myself we don't listen to those things we don't listen to thrash metal or industrial or heavy metal or goth anything like unassumingly looking at me walking down the street you would not think that my favorite band is Marilyn Manson fine but those are the ones that the 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 guys walk up to when you're wearing the band shirt and it's like name me three songs I'll name you the demos he put in in 1997, you son of a bitch. Right? Uh, just, Matt just said, uh, and he used to be my best friend, but now he's dead to me. Uh, it also won't happen because nobody cares about Genesis. Ouch. Hmm. Those sold out arenas last year for a man who was sitting in a chair says otherwise, motherfucker. I love you. We'll hang out in your room for a little bit, okay? Okay. He'll be back in like a minute. Yeah, not even 30 <laughs> seconds. 30 seconds tops. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. <laughs> uh, otherwise, in the world of uh, music news, a lot of bands have been dropping new singles lately uh, due to 
forthcoming albums. Uh, Slipknot just released a new song slash new video for their forthcoming album. I forgot both names. Uh, Disturbed also dropped a new song and a uh, new music video, which harkens a lot to their very first sound. You know, the one that made them popular before David Draymond went, oh, look, I could sing. He can't uh, sing. Sorry. Hence, yes. I know. Uh, I know. I was yelling at them, <laughs> not you. Yeah. Uh, Cedar also released a new video and new song for a forthcoming album. Yes, it's it's like weird new metal hysteria is coming back. It's kind of cool. I like it. I was gonna say I think because Mastodon had another uh, video come out like uh, like last week at one point, and it was a great song and uh, singing drummer Phil Collins fan Brand Daler was the lead singer on it, and. And I think it occurred to me that I think the most productive band during COVID was fucking Mastodon. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Mastodon because like every every month there's a they did either a live performance at their studio or they've put out an album every single goddamn year. So it's like I'm pretty sure Mastodon was like, if we don't work, I'm gonna do alcohol and drugs. Let's do <laughs> let's go. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, also, um, and this is not new music, and I know nobody cares about the Beatles. Mm, whatever. Um, remember, the new thing is to hate on the Beatles, and they're not actually good. I got the Get Back documentary on DVD, and it's really... St- I'm sorry, Boy Wang. Um, excellent. It's excellent. I don't think... I think I think part of the problem with that... Well, there's two problems with that. Peter Jackson did it, so it's like 13 hours. Um, and that's true. He... Uh, between the between the buried and me wait i'm sorry hold on let me catch up here with matt it bums me out whenever i watch slipknot music video i'm reminded that they have like nine people in the group and it annoys me (laughs) uh between the buried and me between the buried and me was pretty active through covid they did two twitch concerts recorded an album that came out in 2021 machine head played acoustic and all Electric happy hours nearly every weekday through the pandemic. Yeah, I, you know what? Not including Twitch, I will say Mastodon was um, active, but I do forget that there were bands that pretty much took over Twitch and played like four four times a week, three times a week at a minimum. Um, one so good yeah, thing I about it, when it, yeah, when it came to music and like and, and quarantine, it really boosted up a lot of people's creativity. Uh, Daniel Graves of Aesthetic Perfection he decided okay well i'm gonna write produce and record one new song every month and then at the end of the year i'm gonna put it all together in an album so all those songs are released once a month on spotify along with cover songs because you can do cover songs on spotify which you can't really release them with there's a whole big royalties thing that he explained on youtube and at the end of the year he was like all right um i'm gonna compile it into an album if you want it we're gonna pre-order it because it's not gonna be in stores type of thing like it was it really yeah. unlocked a lot of creativity. And okay, what can we do here? What can we do with this? Birthday Massacre did similar. It, it was really cool. All right. I was wrong about 30 seconds. It was three minutes. You were. Um, but back to the Beatles thing. Uh, I think a lot of the other problem, you know, I, I mentioned that it was Peter Jackson. And so that means it's like 12, 13 hours long. But a lot of people were annoyed that it's just the band playing songs and rehearsing. That's what being in a band is called. That's what happens. It's a lot of sitting around and arguing about where things go and then playing the song over and 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 over again until you get it right. That's uh-huh. what a band is. 
Yeah. You just see the live part and a condensed documentary. Each of these were no less than two hours long and it was three parts. So it's really like it's over six, seven hours um, with culminating in that rooftop concert, their last live performance. Um, but that's what it is. It's them rehearsing. Not for nothing. And to the haters that are like the Beatles actually sucked. Go fuck yourself. You're out of your mind. You have a band with, well, Ringo. As far as writing, prolific, uh, what's the word? Being prolific in writing, I'll say it like proficiency. You have Lennon McCartney and George Harrison, who was no damn slouch, throwing ideas out at each other and working through 50 songs to weed it down to eight or nine for an album. That's what they did. They played for hours trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's what a band is about. Uh, uh, anybody who is in a band will be like, yeah, no, that's that's it. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Minus Yoko. Minus Yoko. Yoko wasn't the problem, by the way. You're all you all look foolish and you owe her an apology. I stand by that. Uh, you don't have to support her terrible singing to owe her an apology. We don't need to see her singing, but you owe her a damn apology. Anyway, back to you, Preston. Okay. Uh, well, that was actually all that I have as far as ah. the uh, music news. I'm probably forgetting stuff, but who knows? I, I, I'm trying to think if I missed it. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> How did we not talk about Ozzy's new song? Which one? Oh, the new. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, m- probably because I've heard it so much. I'm a little tired of it. There's two. There's a new one. The one came yeah, out two days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just will say this. Uh, Tony Iommi still sounds like Tony Iommi. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you get you get to- one Tony Iommi so- guitar sound, you, you get them all. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. That's it, it's you know, it's what metal. That's why metal sounds the way it does. Um, but I really, really dig. The first one was fine. Uh, patient number nine, and I forget the, what the new one's called now. Uh, Crap. shit, yeah, I forgot. I blanked um, on it. Me too. Um, but that's fucking fantastic. That last song was fantastic. I'm really drive looking for <laughs> drive by husband drive by. Uh, I'm really looking looking forward to this new album and that last oh, one. Oh, I am too. That last one was spectacular. Um, ordinary man was a, a degre- degradation yeah. rules. There you go. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. It, I, it, yeah, no, it's it's classic Ozzy. The guy's almost it, it died, is. and he's classic. Mm-hmm. No, see, uh, the uh, patient number nine. It's just right now, it plays so much for us on YouTube when we oh, go yeah, to the I play imagine. music section. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, and it's it's the funny thing is is. It'll pop up no matter what. Like we had on uh, this new band that we've uh, just started listening to recently, the Cannons. No correlation to Ozzy Osbourne. That's all. What, play next <laughs> between genre and look. And no correlation. I'll be like three or four songs by the Cannons, and then like uh, maybe Meg Myers because it fits, and then Ozzy. Patient number nine. We're like like it but and so youtube the youtube rotation is kind of like all right, i need a break from the song for a few i can't listen to music on youtube <laughs> i got it down yeah i hear what you're saying yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, shut up! I know the song! Yeah. Or, like, you'll put, like, a specific thing on and nothing else will play. Like, I put on, okay, I'm going to watch Deftones Radio. Let's put on Deftones Radio. Like, two Deftones songs and everything else is not Deftones. <laughs> Nor is there any correlation to what could sound like the Deftones. Yeah. Ever at all. It's, like, great. Great. Yeah, this doesn't match. Can you shut up? Yes, yeah. Maxwell Silverhammer was very dark. Yes. Octopus's Garden, not so dark. Okay. That being said, we'll get into the main topic of the evening, which is comfort music. Now, does comfort music count? Because I don't. I immediately think of comfort food, and that could be anything. But I was thinking more relaxing, soothe. Well, that well, that's oh, where yeah, I was gonna go with it. Songs okay. That you, cool. you know the, the the soothing songs that can put you at ease, or even ones you have playing in the background on your phone as you're trying to fall asleep. Because I do have a specific playlist for that. Because I used to just play regular Spotify, and then I'd get jolted out of bed by like yeah. <laughs> ah! Yeah, that's that happened a few times once. I'm like, I just need a playlist. I'm going to create a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes. So, since this was your topic idea, I'm going to let you kick it off. Oh. Um, I thought of this because I was listening to Genesis on Shuffle, as one does. Uh, and this, it's a... It's off landlines down on Broadway, and and it's just a, it's a piece that falls between a cl- uh, a climax in the story, and then begins the fir- the final act of the story, and it's just, it feels like you're, at the beach, or on the shoreline alone with the breeze, or near a lake, a body of water with the breeze, it's called Silent Sorrows and Empty Boats, and it's just a mellotron, uh, and guitar. And the wind blowing, and it's just. Uh, I listened <laughs> to that all week before going to bed, and it just put me in a. Ah. So I'm starting with that one. Great song. Then there's nothing to it. That's that's why it's relaxing. <laughs> and for them in those days, that's hard. I have uh, quite a number of bands. I didn't write ah fucking cat. I didn't write down specific songs. So I'm doing that. Okay, well then this could be a quick list. List that we won't have to worry about it. That's good because that's good. That that work. All right. That being said, there's gonna be a lot of trip hop on this. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what, but believe it or not, one of, uh, my favorite, I, I don't know if you can call them a band or, a ensemble, I guess, to listen to, to like ease back. Or even when I was doing like my poetry writing and to sleep along to is massive attack. Oh, I, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, again, they have that European trip hop 
sounds. Uh, for those who might not know who Massive Attack is, if you've ever watched uh, the TV show House MD, the title song Protection is a Massive Attack song. Uh, I, I can go so on and on about that group. Uh, but any absolutely anything off of the Mezzanine album is just a surefire snoozer in a, every great way possible. I mean, <laughs> that statement. <laughs> I, and it's actually, I'm adding this to the list and I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off this. I'm actually going to go with a I'm massive sorry, teardrop attack. Teardrop was a song from House MD. Teardrop. Tear, teardrop. My bad. Ma- massive, attack, massive attack. I discovered. It's going to shock you, Foxy. Are you ready? Shock. Yes. Hold on. Shock. Hold on to your. Shock this hold monkey. On, hold on to your. God damn it. You just already hit the reference. They did a remix of <laughs> you, they hit her. They did a remix of who's Massive Attack. Is it a group or a person? It is a group. I would. OK, it's, a, it's an ensemble. OK, they did a remix of Games Without Frontiers with Peter. He re-recorded lyrics for the his song Games Without Frontiers, and they did a remix of it. And it's very laid back, actually. Yes. Because it's very, it's a very subdued version of the song, instead mm-hmm. of the, the with the drum machine and it's a, it's like an aggressive beat. It's very mm-hmm. ah. So I'm gonna add that one actually. <laughs> I'm there you it. go. That's funny you mentioned. I was like, oh, I know who they are, and that's why. <laughs> uh, does that count as mine? Yeah, that counts as mine. Back to you. Back to you, Preston. <laughs> Right, uh, still piggybacking off of, you know, the, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s trip hop, because that's essentially what it is encompassing. Uh, another great one is Tricky. Uh, he, it's hard to describe Tricky, but he has that... <clears throat> Almost Peter Steely type of voice via typo negative, but with a very obvious European accent to it. Okay. Along with the the, the trip hop, melodic, slow, I'm tripping balls type. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Realistically, let, let, let's be real. That's what that that's what it is. Uh, yeah. A lot of tricky stuff has actually been labeled as goth and featured on a lot of the late 90s early 2000s goth like movie soundtracks like crow city of angels i believe dracula 2000s couple things uh, if i had to pick one song i would definitely pick hell is round the corner Ooh, that doesn't sound relaxing <laughs> believe it or not it actually is i was gonna say i i believe it is but i'm like ooh, doesn't sound relaxing Sounds aggressive. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, I'm going back to the well on this one. And I wrote these in order. It's another. Uh, they did a song in Snatch. Who did? Tricky or a massive attack? Oh, they did. I, I would have to point that out. Uh, GM Spectre says about massive attack. Awesome band. Oh, massive attack did. Awesome band. Mm. They also did the theme to the British series with Idris Elba named Luther. Oh, Ooh. I know what that is. Yes. He also, uh, GM Spectre also says, 
a death metal band made a Vangelis album. Ah. Ooh. That I must hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, it's another Genesis song. It's called Submarine. It's very relaxing. Yeah. It's a very slow build and then a very slow fall. Uh, repetitive. It's re- relaxing in a repetitive way where it's the same. It's very... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deliberate in the repetitiveness okay. of it where it just keeps mm-hmm. going and then goes back. It's very relaxing to me. And I'm sorry if this is all one trick. This is the stuff I grew up with. And this is what I go to when I need to relax, folks. Okay? Because you're not being gatekeeping and you're sharing things. Yes. No. Fuck you. (laughs) That was a joke. I was gatekeeping there. Get it? Yes, I do. Thank you. Okay. Still going along that 90s trip hop. Oh, boy. Quite literally anything by Portishead. Okay. <laughs> yes, quite literally anything by Portishead. Um, again, a lot of people wouldn't know their songs if they heard them. They were featured as background in a lot, a lot of things from uh, the movie The Craft to Charm. They had a very witchy feel to them. Somebody drive by. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yes, and... Um, they they are in again they're in the vein of massive attack and in um if i'm correct i do believe they collaborated a lot <laughs> probably a lot. the, the trip hop community is very tight knit because i know tricky did some stuff with massive attack and massive attack did a lot of stuff with like a bunch of other bands like uh sneaker pimps and two uh sneaker pimps yeah this is i mean some of these bands names are freaking amazing so you would know a Sneaker Pimp song, actually, I believe, if you had heard it. Uh, uh, they send that did... to me later. Well, I mean, tell me what it is, but send it to me later. Um, Six Underground was their biggest song. I'm actually going to put it on the list. Yes, there you go. So I, now and, I have to hear um, it. Yeah, and they collaborated and killed their, uh, killed their hype. Because they were still making music after the fact, but they killed their hype after that hit single of Six Underground with um, they collaborated with Marilyn Manson to do uh, Long Hard Road Out of Hell, which was featured on the Spawn soundtrack. Oh, okay. And, mm-hmm, and uh, they went on record in an interview to say how much they hated the song and hated collaborating oh. with Manson and all this other nonsense. And then. Well, fine. F you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you then. Uh, Okay. Sneaker pimps. Pimps was blocked. Really? Wow. All right. Sneaker pimps. Spin, 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 sugar. Why did that sound familiar? That sounds familiar. Why? Uh, Nobody Loves Me got some great airplay back in the day. Um, Sometimes I fall asleep to the chill hop streams. I think I said that already. So if I'm repeating myself, excuse me. All right. I'm going old school with this one. Really old school. Okay. Okay. Claire Claire DeLune. Ooh. Man, that song's fucking relaxing. And it's already been on the favorite ever songs list. Mm Mm-hmm. But... That is on my relaxing playlist. It's such a 
relaxing song to me. And it specifically, if you want to get technical, the real relaxing version is the piano uh, only version. The orchestra one, if you want a bit more, if you just, hey, how you doing? But um, yeah, the uh, the cat's getting caught in your headset, uh, but at least we're not disconnecting. So this is worth every penny of watching. She keeps hitting me in the face with her tail. Shut up, cat. No, no, no. It's Amber. Amber. Uh, listen, it's the cat. It's only it's always uh, blah, blah, blah. it's also the cat stream channel. We got Amber. We got your this kids. Evie. This we got Evie. We got Amber. When Craig's on, we, we have cats. All There's nothing like a stream with a lot of cat. See, you thought I was going to go the yeah. other way with it. And I just said cat. Uh, Everybody loves cats. Everybody loves cat. Everybody loves cats. And from this moment on, I'm going to do I'm going to double up a few of these because. Two, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left. And mm -hmm. four of them are two of the same artists. So I'm going to double up on two of these. That's fine. Absolutely fine. Okay. Literally Fiona Apple's entire first album title. Oh my God, that whole first album. Not only was it just magnificent and, 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 and between her songwriting and everything, but it is such a relaxing album. Like there is not one track on there that's, that makes you ragey or dancey. It's all just 100% chill late 90s pure moods infomercial type like music it's amazing uh if i had to pick one solid track off of that album <laughs> i would probably pick hi <laughs> uh, i love you too Evie. the name of the song I, is <laughs> I, know, right? uh, I would probably go with slow like honey so like I can't tell you how right on mic she got that. Because the like, mic is right here. Right. No, I know, but it was like perfect, as if she was like, <clears throat> I meow. <laughs> I have a song. It's called Meow. You're uh, such an attention whore. Evie. Yes, you are, and you're with other attention whores, so it works out. Uh, well, actually, I'm not doubling up on this one because technically I did this one for Massive Attack. It's the uh, Game Without Frontiers. Mm -hmm. And you will hear it because hopefully it's on Spotify to put on the list. If not, I'll send you a YouTube link. But the other one from Pete that really relaxes me is called Lead a Normal Life. Off his third album. Um, it's just got some marimbas. It's got some piano and it's got some vocal and it's very relaxing. And it's the... Uh, the re <laughs> Watching you struggle with this kitty. <laughs> She's all tangled up. I'm so yeah. sorry. Folks, if you're listening to the uh, podcast version There you of this, go. Lay down. Lay down. Go to danlaw.tv. That's the opposite of laying down. Go to danlaw.tv to see the cat tangle in this entire setup. It's wonderful. <laughs> now I just see a balloon knot and tail. There you go. And uh, your husband uh, miming to somebody and wearing a wife beater. It's so much stuff going on right now. It's lovely. I love it. Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. I'm not holding my hand up to pet you. I'm holding my no, hand up I'm, to detangle you. We're busy, you. kitty. <laughs> All 
I'll keep going since you're distracted. I'll do one more. Yes, go ahead. Um, I'll do the other double. There's two songs by the Beatles. Very relaxing to me. The song called Because from Abbey Road, their actual final album. And the song Flying from Magical Mystery Tour. Very relaxing. Very relaxing. You'll understand. You'll and these are quick ones. So Mm -hmm. you'll see what I mean when you hear the (laughs) when you get the list, uh, Foxy, 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 Foxy. I just added one. Okay, there we go. Okay, I just had to add one. Okay. Uh, I know. I remember somebody in our chat mentioning that this next artist was one of their guilty pleasures. So, very relaxing. (laughs) Yes, very relaxing. Very. I want to say iconic at this point with what she does. Lana Del Rey. Right? Lana Del Rey. Uh, Any one of her songs is very soothing. They all have that beachy vibe to it, but not like now beachy, more like like hippie 70s bohemian. I'm just coming out of my Volkswagen van to go sit on the beach and toke up. Type, you know, like she has that vibe and that aesthetic, which I fucking love. Um, to coincide with that, uh, I'm gonna pick my favorite song by her, which is uh, High by the Beach. <laughs> you literally just described it, that's perfect. Yes, yeah, like, if there's any one song that describes this woman, it's High by the Beach. High by the Beach, gotcha, that works. <laughs> Uh, connecting to an earlier subject, Pantera's cover of Planet Caravan is pretty relaxing. Huh. We'll have to find. We'll 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 find out later. Um, okay. Half Life Part Two, not Half Life Two, the video game. Half Life Part Two. That's the first thing uh, I thought of. I know. Uh, uh, by Arcade Fire is a very relaxing song to me. It's got some synth, really low synth, a little drum machine for maracas, and just some double tracking vocals. It's very soothing and relaxing to me. One of these songs, I think the next one I mentioned is going to shock you, and I'm going to go to it right Mm -hmm. now. I'm going to steal another entry. Drive by the Cars. Yes. God, It's sad as hell, but man, that soothes soothes me. It's just a very yeah, not a difficult or hard hitting drum pattern. Uh, it's just a really soothing and relaxing song uh-huh. about, you know, uh, the end of a relationship, the end of a love, the end of a night. Uh-huh. And it is a great thing to try to fall asleep to. And then I have one more after that, but I'll go after you. Hey, fun fact. I got so gatekeepy with that song when it got featured in Transformers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember it now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's because I got, I, I'm not even going to lie. I got gatekeepy in it. I'm like, you guys are too young to know this song. Stop it. Hey, Matt, if you're still listening, Mar- uh, the new Daredevil uh, series got announced officially. Uh, and we'll mention that Wednesday on Nerd Herders. Uh-huh. 
Mm, Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio. I won't say another word. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. All right. Now, because this is me. There you go, gatekeeper. It won't be as good. All right, I got three more. Now. You got Go ahead and do your three, and then I'll do my last one because I want to see the look on your face when I mention it. Okay. So two are going to be a little obvious, and then the last one is going to be like, yeah, you would throw this in there, but it would still shock people. No, I like as in the, the whole point of you throwing it in there is songs that you know and you like well, that are relaxed. I, and not sh- not even shock people. That's not the right word. It's more so a matter of them going, well, how does this fit in there? Because then I got to explain. Okay, so uh, birthday massacre, kill the lights. Now, a lot of the birthday massacre songs have that very industrial, dreamy sound, which people now have titled Whimsigoth. Okay, I'm going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Whimsigoth is is uh, you know (laughs) Whimsigoth is practical magic look, you know, the, the late 90s, long, flowy Skirts. It would be Stevie Nixie, a little bit of Florence in, in the Machines, a lot what? of jewelry, the long Crap? hair, and you know, foresty stuff. And in layman's terms, that means you're a forest and nature witch. It's you and Whimsicoth. Yes, but it is it's now not, Whimsicoth. If I ever hear you use that word again out of context, because Goth now fight. has like 20 thousand different subgenres instead of just saying yes i'm goth doesn't matt matter says, if you're wearing pastel we pink can... yeah matt says this is why we can't have nice things yeah i know it's not i, I know, I, know. I, 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 I can't i can't do it so yeah that's a thing no. Okay. It's not. But yes, it's not uh, the, the, the birthday massacre again. They they are an industrial band. Uh, actually made famous via the old school days of MySpace. They were a MySpace band that gained a huge following and are still making music to this very day. And regardless of it being industrial and electronic, it also has a very dreamy sound to it. I almost want to say fa- say like a fairy tale esque sounds because it's just so I don't want to say whimsical. No, but we're not saying whim- it's, it's whimsical that, now. It's that woo sound. Trancy. We're done with that. It's like a trancy. Trancy. Gotcha. Trancy sounds. <laughs> What's it? Whimsical. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I, I am that. full of useless information. Okay, mm-hmm. I am t- like, thanks to TikTok. I am just full of useless information nowadays. Okay, sticking to the goth genre, I'd be remiss if I did not add a typo negative song to this. The one very soothing song by the goth god Peter Steele is "Love You to Death." from their sort of sophomore album, October Rust. Between the piano and the violin, even the guitar, still heavy and, and the heavy bass and Peter Steele's very deep baritone voice. He, it's like, it still has a comforting and soothing 
tone to it. It's so romantic. <laughs> it's so romantic. They right, now, call the themselves that... synth rock. Synth rock. Who? What, birthday that's massacre. What... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Matt says. Huh. Birthday massacre. Ethereal would be how I describe Birthday Massacre. Yes, that's, that's a better Spectre. word for it. That yeah, is and, definitely a better word for it. And that's when uh, Matt, Matt said they call themselves Synthrock. Got it. No, they're in, I, industrial pop. I would more so classify Birthday Massacre. Synthrock would fall into like the, what, the resurgence of that 80s synth sound of like gunship and tech noir and Carpenter root stuff like that. <laughs> Got it. You can't not say a German band name without like being obnoxious. No. Carpenter root or angry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the goth a, scene has an interesting variety of people. Yeah, their porn people are crazy. <laughs> oh, did I say shit? That was out eccentric. Loud. Edit that. Eccentric. Back, never play this again. <laughs> I am wrapping mine up with. Got it. Um, it's a double title called Drowned World slash Substitute for Love by Madonna. Oh, okay. Ma- Madonna went through a phase. When doesn't she? Um, no. After the birth of her first child where she found not necessary religion but got more into yoga and the Kabbalah and eastern religious traditions etc and dropped her album Ray of Light which was very electronica you know which I Europe. enjoyed I enjoyed the shit up that is one of my favorite albums by her has that european club electronic trip hop sounds to it and the first track which is a ballad called john love substitute for love just has such a meditative sound to it that you cannot help but relax yourself every time you hear that song and as an intro to the whole album it sets the tone for everything. It made me wow. want to do yoga. I don't remember that one. And I went to uh, Matt sent me Birthday Massacre's uh, YouTube page. Okay. They do. They say we're a synth rock. But they don't sound like synth rock. I'm, I'm just telling you what they said. I, oh, I understand. I understand. Anybody <laughs> else would label them industrial pop. That's interesting. Okay. But, hey. Maybe they're trying to be synth rock and they're not. You sons of bitches. I will say goodnight to you one time. You can stay up and wait for me. Okay, sweet. Okay, go back to you. Hey, we're on the air. <laughs> Matt just said, gatekeepers. Uh, is it my turn? Is that the last one for you? Yes, that was mine. Okay. I'm this. I'm saving the probably my most relaxing uh, for last. The Loneliest Guy by David Bowie. Oh. I I think you know I I believe you know that song. 
Yes, I do. Uh, it's relaxing. It's sad as hell, it but is. it's relaxing. What song? In essence, a lot of the relaxing songs are very are unfortunately that like that. Yeah, you're right. Um, no. And I just realized one of my songs is not going to be on the list because for some reason Genesis put fucking B-sides on Spotify. Mm. You douchebag. Uh, yeah, The Loneliest Guy, David Bowie. That is very, very relaxing. I, I figured but probably my go-to out of all that was uh, Claire Delaney. Uh, that is so relaxing. You know, there's a lot of people my age that are like, yeah, promotion's 11. Yeah, that's where the song's from. Congratulations. There you go. There, there. I'm gatekeeping now, you sons of bitches. You got me. Um, I think I want to put one more in here before we go. Go ahead. Um, ahead. um Cupid Deluxe by the Smashing Pumpkin. You will know it. You will know it when you hear it. If you've ever listened to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, you've heard that a song. Lot of, mm-hmm. A lot of their songs are so soothing. You know what? Oh. I didn't want to put it on the list because it's got a really heavy middle. Uh, but for Martha, Ew. I've told that story about for Martha. It's about mm-hmm. his mom after she after she passed, Billy's mom. Um, and where I was completely sober, it was after a long day. Well, not a long day. It was just after a day. You know, I was at work, got home, got a shower, was laying in bed, had the headphones on, and I had an out of, uh, completely sober, non-chemical, out-of-body experience at the end of that song. And it's just an orchestra of uh, hymns, 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 guitars, hymns, mm-hmm. guitars, his guitars. And that part is very soothing. But because of the middle eight, the middle eight, the middle part of the song, I didn't want to put it on the list. So Cupid the Lock, though. Great song. I've already started the list and shared you with it. I'm yes, really I'm, I'm doing that right now, actually. I'm adding the three songs. I just which, added the three songs from the Nerd News. Which which brings us to our plug. If you go to Plug It Out, baby, if you go to Spotify and you search Manic Mixtape, you will find all of our playlists, including the new one for episode 18, called Relax, mm-hmm. Ticket Bastard. I, I saw that title. I'm like, wow. I'm really good at stuff. You are. I incorporated two topics into one title. I am a genius in that, and I will get a posthumous award for it one day. <laughs> With that being said, follow me on all social media platforms at DanLaw83. <laughs> How about you, boss? Uh, you can find me also on all social media platforms at Viva Foxy Foxy. That is V-I-V-A-F-O-X-Y-F-O-X-X-Y. I am also on Spotify at Foxy Foxy with a whole shit ton of public playlists available for everybody to listen to. Uh, actually, due to my uh, musical OCD and the fact that I have like a couple songs that are like in heavy rotation at the moment that I'm obsessed with, I created an entire playlist to just listen to what I'm currently obsessed with and decided to share it with the world. So if you want to know what I'm currently obsessed with this month, head on over to that and like that playlist because I'm actually going to be updating and changing that monthly. So you guys get to know what's going on in my 
really weird world. <laughs> That's a good idea. I might steal right? it. I might rip. I might rip you off. Rip me off. It's fine. It is absolutely fine. I like that idea. Good. Uh, and yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's where that's that that's that part. That's that. That's, <laughs> that's that. that part. That's all that. Yeah. That they being can find said, you oh, at. They, yeah, at Viva Foxy Foxy. Instagram sure is the best I, place to find me. Sure, I bring you back on. I can't believe I'm keeping it on the rails today. Yeah. You are. Wow. <laughs> I try. I try. And we will see you. I don't know when, but we will see you soon. Check mm -hmm. all social media uh, posts for when we will be live. It'll be on the schedule. And uh, since uh, the wrestling manager is back to almost 100% activity, eventually we will be live again. Until then, uh, actually, again, if, you, if you're hearing the sound of my voice right now and it's not the 27th, you will see Foxy Foxy again, along with... Damien Dragon, along with myself, hosted by the one and only, the cruelly, the cruelly incredible, truly incredible, Greg Lagans, Nerd Herders. We are recapping the return of the San Diego Comic Con this week. Very excited about that. A lot of stuff still getting announced mm -hmm. as we record this. We'll bring it all to you, DanLaw.tv or your finest podcast app. Type in H-I-A-C Talk Radio Network and subscribe for the lovely and incredible Foxy Foxy. I am the so-so Dan Law. Goodbye. Gathering dust to dust. <laughs>